Hashtag fresh ears. That's right. We're on social media with our pod. What is it, Eddie? It's called ears at ears fresh because for some reason it wouldn't give us fresh ears. No, you didn't really try. Or, I didn't really. I mean, if Twitter, if that's what Twitter wants, that's what Twitter gets. They get to name our pod. We've had it for two weeks and we haven't tried to fix it yet. So. Yeah. So I, I mean, like, but it. it's already. No, too I think far. we should roll with it. Yeah, me too. It's already too deep. It's too deep. It's a deep cut. It's too deep. Maybe we'll it's talk about cut. some deep cuts today. Maybe. Uh, deep cuts for, of of meat. <laughs> some deep deep meat cuts. Speaking of how do you meat, how do you like your meat? Um, I like it. I like it cooked. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. Yeah. You like it blue? <laughs> blue, blue. AKA. Uh, AKA. Extra, extra rare. Is that what it was? Extra bloody rare. Extra bloody rare. So that's uh, if you ever see me at a restaurant ordering a steak, give me make sure to just slap that little slab on my on my slab of tin of of uh, porcelain. Oh my god. And make me eat porcelain. It. Is that what plates? When's the last time you ate only eats on plate? porcelain plates? What? Yeah, I like, only, a, like I, a king. Like a king. You're more of a jester. King Eddie. Well, speaking of jesters, I've got. The, the father of all jesters over here, uh, Alex Petri, one of our hosts. How you doing? I would say, okay, you're the jester. What? One of us has to be. Are we playing four square rules? One of us has Did to you be play four the square? king, and one of us has to be the prince. What about the queen? I'll let you be the king. I'll be the prince. All right, prince. And uh, over here we got Prince John Mark, the the baby so nice they named him like, twice. I think he, we should go with Prince Jim. Prince Jim. Ooh. I don't I don't know about this Jim thing, dude. I don't know anybody named Jim. In it's an life. insult to our beautiful governor. <laughs> oh, that guy. He's big and beautiful. Uh, and and I my name's Eddie. And like I said, if you see me at a restaurant, give me a give me a slab of meat. Just when he, put it when, on. when he says when you nice see him at a restaurant, when you see him at a restaurant. Any restaurant. Any restaurant. McDonald's. And if you just if you see me, at the, and he does, he's not talking to the workers. Yeah. If, if you, you bump into him, you better have some raw, yes, raw meat, meat on you. Yeah. Raw talking, blue meat. Yes. I'm talking. Where's the meat? I'm talking Starbucks. I'm talking, talking, for the uh, Jack in the Box. Oh, those classic Jack in the Boxes in West so, Virginia. So uh, yeah. Um, I don't. What else do you say in an intro? Well, what, what, we just, we're what's, just this, what's this podcast about, Eddie? Okay, yeah, well, I'm glad you asked. What are we getting into today? I'm glad you asked. Give him a little, little crash course. <laughs> okay, crash course and ears fresh. Now, here's the, here's, okay. Fresh ears for all you let's see. Twitter users. Let's Okay, let's put all the cards on the table. We're all right, the cards are coming out. We've got, we got the jack, the ace, the king, the queen. There's no prince card. There's no justice. There's a nice jack. There's a joker. There's a joker. The jack's the really nice Oh, the jack, that's true, yeah. So it's a nice deck of cards. We're recording this intro two weeks after we recorded the rest of the podcast. Uh huh. Okay. I see. Yeah, I'm sorry because to break it to you. Alex. One of us forgot to save the intro, and Eddie. I have a question for Eddie. What three bands did we talk about two weeks ago? Chick- which Wait. technically, which, what three you, bands are we going to be talking you're about? You're already wrong. Wait, what three wrong. bands are we going to be talking about on this episode? <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> Come uh, on, Kishibashi. Okay, okay, Kishibashi, Rocket Ship, and uh, Bring Me the Horizon. Oh, okay, wow. I did it. Good job. I'm sorry to spoil all you guys who like to listen through the episode with your eyes closed. Yeah. You couldn't. You don't read ahead of time, but uh, yeah, that's the uh, three. This isn't a book. I know, but usually when you click on a podcast, you can see the names. When I listen to podcasts, I close my eyes and click, so I don't get spoiled at all. 
I don't even know what podcast I'm listening to half the time. That's true. I've, I've been there for it. It's a good method. Yeah, it's true. Well, you know, we're, we're, we're in the festive spirit. Even though... We were we, going to record... We're not, we're not going to be at the rest of the podcast. But uh, Christmas is less than a week away. We just had our gift exchange. Happy holidays. Happy holidays, everybody. Yeah, this is so weird. I can't, I can't wait to listen back to this and be like, oh, Hanuk- I wonder if I can tell. Hanukkah, well, I mean, you will be now because we told everybody. Hanukkah's over. Hanukkah has commenced. Oh, yes. no, Hanukkah has, has commenced ended. And, and immensed. Both. It's commenced and immense. Any. Uh-huh. Both. Yeah, it's both. So. Eight crazy nights. Is that it? Okay. It feels it feels weird because I I'm, I'm I'm I've gotten myself in the headspace that I'm about to record a whole podcast. I see. And now All right. Done. This is it. All right. Well, I guess if you want to hear what we passed, Eddie, Alex, and John Mark said two weeks ago. No. Jester Ed. Jester Ed, Prince Jim, and King Petri. No, don't say his last name. Oh, okay. he has to be. Did. He has to be oh, secret no. on the internet. <laughs> oh, no. You can call me Al. All right, Al. You King can Al. call me Al. My middle name is Alphonse. Call me Al. Call me Alf. My real name is Alphonse. We should just keep this going for as long as we can. We have Al and we have Alf. And we have Malf. Ralphus. We have Ralph. I'm Ralphus? No, you're not Ralphus. If anybody's Ralph, it's, it's, uh, it's Brad. <laughs> it's Robert H. Oh, yeah. Okay, well. Uh, enjoy the app. I don't yeah, know what app. I forget what we said on it, so, uh. Cheers. Yeah. All right, now that we are back from that break, or from, from the intro, I will resume my regular podcast host duties. So this will be much more... On rails, and I will give you my review of the album that I picked last you week. You don't gotta stay on those rails. Which is... Why are you acting so put out now? <laughs> it's funny. Guys, it's funny to do. I don't know what you want this to be. Let's talk... Okay, never mind. I'm just kidding. So the album I picked for this week's pod is A Certain Smile, A Certain Sadness by the band Rocket Ship. Okay, uh... So Rocket Ship, I don't know much about Rocket Ship. I discovered them this year, wow. <laughs> but I like I um I I can't I think I heard uh, one of their songs and I was like that sounded awesome, uh, and I was like oh I looked them up I listened to this whole album, and uh, it's pretty good. I love the it's Rocket Ship is a '90s band I guess I think they still make some music. I literally basically know nothing about them besides this album. But where where did you hear them? I don't know. I think it was on a podcast, but I don't know which one. No. <laughs> I don't know where. But um, cool. Yeah, I know. What a good story. I'm sorry, it's not. Can't be a U two. We they can't be all Bono band. Yeah, they Bono's can't be all. Band. My dad brought my me dad. into this. He 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 tore me from my mother, and the first thing I heard was Sunday Bloody Sunday. Sunday Bloody Sunday. Um. Yeah, so the, I don't have much of a relationship, but when I listened to this album, it like it, I knew I was like, okay, this is like the best thing ever of all time. And uh, I, I about every single album you bring to the table. That's I feel. good. Well, I mean, every week I have a new one. Every everything gets better. Yeah, so uh, it's just a really, I guess the genre is twee. They call it. I don't know what how to define twee, but I know it when I hear it. Do you agree? 
It's a little bit of twee, a little bit of shoegaze. Yeah, I shoegaze. Say, I would say it's close. Yeah, shoegaze, dream yeah, pop. Shoegaze. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's it's really poppy guitars and uh, keyboards. Many, or organ, I should say. The organ is very prominent on this album. And uh, I would, something that's weird about this band is that you listen to some of their songs, like the beginnings of them especially, and they sound like they could fit in any era. I don't know if you think that, but you could play this in like an old Scooby-Doo episode and it would fit in to like the groovy 60s style. And I don't, it feels I don't know so, about any of the songs on this album. Uh, I mean, not the whole thing, but like... But the, I get what you're saying. Yeah, like it just seems like they could be from any era. It's timeless yeah. somehow, which is really cool. And um, some of the lyrics are a little embarrassing. I joked to John Mark about a song called Kisses Are Always Promising. Well, you said last time, I don't, I don't know, I don't remember if you said it on mic or not. No, he did. But you said this was pretentious. I don't get that. I don't I, it's probably not pretentious. Maybe you're right. It's, Maybe I don't know what pretentious it, means. It's sometimes it could be... Maybe not embarrassing, embarrassingly earnest, but it's very earnest. It's super it's, earnest. Explain yourself. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's well, you're, yeah, you're I think on trial I, here. You, you said last episode. I'm, I'm. A, you even warned us in like the first or second segment. Get ready. I'm uh, picking the most pretentious album. Well, ever. I guess it's because this is like something different that I would usually pick for this. It's something that's not. You really, pop, it's not pop punk singers. You really got to get a you know, dictionary. Mix or I guess I do. I don't know what. I don't know what pretentious means. But uh, so anyway, back to my review. Uh, so the other thing that's cool is, uh, a, I mean, it's like they made this title up, but a certain smile, a certain sadness. Like every song start, most of them start really poppy and with a nice little melody, and like do do do's do wops, and then they they go into like a pretty long instrumental break, which can either be like really falling apart or like in one song it's just the same little bass part. For like three or four minutes but that actually i like that because it reminds me of twin peaks for theme song and i like it it's very calming so uh, uh there's a boy staring daggers at you i right know now. i don't know what else to say no, I'm i just, just i'm I, just listening i just think this album is like really like interesting and it's really like i love the vocal melodies and the organ and it's just really cool and it's like so, yeah. Have you listened to anything by Rocket Ship other than this? Uh, I listened to some of their second one, but I just, I, I, which I'll probably check out more, but I just love this one so much. So, it's a nice short eight tracks, but like 33 minutes, I think. So, yeah. So, well, Alex, what did you think? Like you, I've never heard of this band in my life, ever. Um, but the minute the album started, I was like, Eddie Trezino. Picked the big cappuccino. This, <laughs> oh. like, very, very, very nice change of pace. This should be John oh. Mark music. Very That's nice what change, Alex of, said, yeah. change of pace from Eddie. Um, <laughs> really surprised me. After came, last week. came right out of left field. Um, you you impressed me with this one. Oh wow! I feel like this really still falls into the things I like, like no twangy no guitars. Way, no way. Really? Oh, interesting. I've always had a pretty strong love for this type of like indie pop rock type sound um this album specifically makes me feel like i'm living inside of a movie mm-hmm. um where i'm the hopeless romantic lead character oh. here we go who wants the girl but can't get the girl oh. kind of like uh joseph gordon levitt and you should oh. compare yourself to him wait let me guess let me guess 500 days he's, not, oh. he's not the good guy i was gonna movie. say joseph gordon levitt spoil rock from the sun spoil alert joseph gordon levitt and don john and don john Oh, God. Specifically, Joseph Gordon-Levin of 500 Days of Summer. Um, spoiler alert, he doesn't get the girl. 
All right, let's say... But that's okay. Okay, so let's... If we were all Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Alex would be 500 Days of Summer. Absolutely. I would be Don John. Who would you be? What about him from The Walk when he's the tightrope walker? That would be you? Across the tour. Yeah. I think that's accurate. That's great. Okay, sure. What about... What about... Well, you're the daredevil of the group. I didn't really enjoy Don John. I didn't either. (laughs) I thought it was bad. Okay. I wasn't talking about quality of the movie. There was a really funny moment when we saw the... I know. All right, I get it. I haven't seen Don John. Well, so I don't, you just—it's uh, got really. I only know the. I only know the the overarching strokes of that movie. My you body. Really just painted a picture about yourself. My church. My poem. It's a very accurate picture. Oh my goodness. Uh, that's a so you're the walk. JGL. Yeah, the walk. Okay. But yeah, this album took me on an emotional whirlwind, to say the least. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. It's a beautiful and heartbreaking ride. Um, yeah, that actually that yeah. it for me. Yeah, it actually it, is like it, a tearjerker. Oh no, no, it's 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 heartbreaking. Uh-huh. Um, but the first thing that really stood out to me is the tone of that organ mm-hmm. placed throughout the entire album in the background, um, as well as a lot of the little contemporary indie alternative, whatever you want to call it, type guitarists that just hammer throughout. But man, I feel like that organ is like gonna haunt my dreams um, <laughs> in a good way. But yeah, I, I love the ambient, atmospheric, fuzzy moments and it creates like a soundscape where the tracks transition mm-hmm. and those just really resonate with me. I, I, I love them. I love how the tracks transition into each other. It, it creates an emotional but like helpless vibe. A certain smile, a certain sadness. Every, every, every time I hear that organ, it, it like, it makes me like weep on the inside. It's just something about the mm-hmm. sound of that organ. It just like floods emotions. Um, it's cathartic. I'm adding Rocket Ship to the list of bands that I like that very well could have been on the OC. Oh, you got a list, huh? And if they weren't, what a shame. Because I mean, <laughs> who? Okay, per- perfect fit. Who would you be on the OC? Who would I be on the OC? Mm-hmm. I've never watched the OC. I would probably be Adam Brody's character. <laughs> Who would Eddie and I be? Adam Brody's character. No, hold on. Oh. You already claimed Adam Brody. Well, does be, three, uh, wait, does be, Adam Brody th- play three people? I like be, in The Princess Witch? I want to be Rachel Bilson, and Eddie can be Misha Barton. You don't want to be Misha Barton. Eddie know. could be Ben McKenzie. You kind of look like Ben McKenzie. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Is he hot? Yes. Oh. You know who You're hot, too. You know, you know who Ben McKenzie is. I, maybe. He plays Commissioner know. Gordon in Gotham, another show you've never seen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know of him, I guess. But uh, I would say that I definitely prefer the shoegaze moments uh, mm. more than the twee moments on the album. Mm. Uh, I probably could have done without Kisses Are Always Promises. Maybe like <laughs> the first minute of uh, Carrie Cooksey. But those are like mm-hmm. the only things that... I really didn't like the opener track. I love you like the way I used to do is perfect. It's amazing. Did not like kisses are always promises um, as much as the first track. Like I said, a bit too. But t- would you agree with that sentiment? No, no, <laughs> yeah, no. That that one. But you could take that one out. Like seriously, uh-huh. um, Heather. Tell me why. There's there's some moments in that track where like the vocals aren't present and. Those are those moments are just so impactful. And that that organ man, it, it just it makes it makes me feel like time is just standing still. Um, Let's go away is great. I'm lost without you here has an epic transition about two minutes in. Um, like I said, the soundscapes, the soundscapes, they're so good. Uh, yeah, I think the song that I heard originally, the soundscape was I lost without you here, and I just yeah, love that. Carrie song. Cooksey, 
I could have done without the first minute. Last three minutes of a vacuum running really redeems it for me, because mm-hmm. um, that's basically what it is. <laughs> but uh, hot take on the genre of shoegaze. I know. But I didn't. But I mean, I, I loved it. Uh, we're both alone. There, there it is. The organ. It's back. Uh, the guitars. I, I love you, rocket ship. Now we're on the last track. Friendships and love. This one cuts deep, boys. Dude, I love that. It's so good. Oh my that's gosh. Like, yeah, that's really like, good. It, it, that really makes me sad. I felt like I, someone was like stabbing me in mm-hmm. the heart. Um, such a heartbreaking and beautiful end of the record. Just makes me feel like I'm helplessly floating through the wind. Oh. Um, I'm going to say a no. Eddie, this is your best pick well, since we've been doing this podcast. Best pick. No doubt. Yeah, I... Absolutely love this record. I can't believe I've never heard it before. I, not many people have. From the I, I mean, sound it's, of it. it's it's incredible. But I, I was like looking, I was googling it because it doesn't have a lot of Spotify listeners. But I looked it up, and there's a it has a following. This this yeah, album is yeah, like renowned um, as a classic. It's big. For you can find people. a lot of stuff on it online, mm-hmm. but I thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed. It. I I loved it. All right. 100%. 100%. <laughs> All right, well, I guess it's my time to shine. Shine away. Uh, I, too, had never heard of Rocket Ship. Um, but obviously, uh, it sounds like you know, it's Twee and Shoegaze would be the two biggest things you could say. And it's like a mixture <laughs> of Magnetic Fields and My Bloody Valentine. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it does either of those things as well as those two bands do. Hmm. Well, what was the first one? Magne- Mag- you like Magnetic Fields, I love right? Magnetic Fields. I've I heard love them. 69 Love Songs. Is, if it, that album wasn't 100 hours long, uh, I would probably pick it one day, but it's literally 69 songs. Yeah. So I've never 69 songs? It's called 69 Love Songs. Have you 16. heard them all? Yeah, I've heard them all at least once. I, I don't listen to them all, all the time, but yeah. I, I, I've heard a lot about My Bloody Valentine. Well, Loveless. Yeah, I like you need to listen to Loveless. Okay. Yeah. Is that their? Is that their like? They only have like two out. Okay. Yeah. Loveless is like. The it's great. Gotcha. If you like the vacuum. I love it. Fuzzy man. sound. <laughs> well, see, I remember a couple years ago because I've always been a fan of the fuzzy, distorted like. I guess I don't. I don't know if it's jarring, but that kind of sound. And you were like, man, I don't really like that kind of stuff. So you've really turned a corner on that. Well, in, like past couple but years. But it. But it. But it, I like it, it in just, the right it context. Just, yeah, in the right context. Like if it's, it just depends on the type of music that it is. You know, <clears throat> you get it. <laughs> I do, yeah. That was an intense. Eddie gets it. It just, it just depends. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, it worked here. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. It worked. I'm not saying this was bad. I'm just saying, if I wanted to listen to Shoe, like I'm, I don't know how much I'm going to revisit this, as opposed to maybe Alex. Um, I did like Kisses Are Always Promises. Yeah, I did too, actually. I enjoy I, it. I didn't dislike any song on here. The one thing I'll be, ups- I'll, I'll, I'll uh, express, and I know you liked this, but uh, Let's Go Away was frustrating to me because I think that's the song you're referring to with the Twin Peaks vibes uh-huh. at the end. I, that's six and a half minutes long, I think. Yeah. And they played, it's the same is it bass? Yeah. It's the same bass line over and over again, which is fine. Well, you know, I don't care about that. But I thought 
either in a post-rock way or in a way like the chain or like only in dreams by Weezers does. Weezers. Where like it's gonna eventually build up to something and it just never does. Yeah. And yeah. it's kinda anticlimactic and, and blue ballsy a little bit. You gotta be ready for that one. <laughs> so I didn't really appreciate that very much, but they do the same pretty much the same thing on Carrie Cooksey. Yeah, love, but that's love it there. But that's way yeah. more fuzzy and, and shoegazy. Um I wasn't in the right frame of mind, I think, to get emotional. I'm, I'm, full disclosure, we were supposed to record tomorrow morning. And I was going to lay in bed tonight in the dark and listen to this. Oh my god. Which would probably give me another uh, point of view on this album. But I didn't do that. So, I don't have that point of view. So, from my point of view... Point of view! It was a fun, little, shoegazy, twee pop album. A lot of nice beats and, and bops and bams. Mm. And, uh... Drones. But you know what? I can live with. I enjoyed it. All right. But doesn't it kind of give you a vibe, like, that it could be in, like, a movie? It feels like it could be from any era. Like, like it's like so a helplessly, no, not to Like me. a helplessly this romantic is, movie. This is yeah. so clearly 1995 to me. I, did, right? I didn't get that. I felt like it could be totally mid-2000s. Because the beginning... So completely. The early parts sound like Beatles songs. Well, that's what Twee is. Yeah, I know, but I don't know. It just felt so like time. This is 100%. I mean, that's not a bad thing. See, I don't necessarily... I'm not saying it's outdated. Well, I'm just saying if, if you played this album for me and then said, hey, guess when that album came out? I would have probably said 1995. See, I wouldn't have. When I saw 1995, I was actually surprised because I feel like it It feels... You know, it feels like before. 80s or 70s. No, 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 no. no. I, I can't picture this... Pre nineteen ninety five. Oh, like dude, it... Loveless came away before this. Okay. There's stuff like Throbbing Grills that came out before that. That's but I feel like this could have came out this year. Hmm. I oh, think they. Could. I'm just saying. I think they had an album come out recently. This is what this that sound is from that era, and I love that era of music. So you know hmm. what? It's good. I thought it was awesome. The year I was born. And now, not me. I was one years old, baby. Same. Cruising and bruising. I couldn't. I'll never catch up to your age. No, you won't. <laughs> I'll never catch up to you. Maybe guys. one of these days. Maybe. I'm going as fast as I can. I mean, Alex and I both die at the same time. I'll catch up. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Get rid of Susie. <laughs> All right. Stop making Seinfeld jokes. On All the right. Podcast. So yeah, that's anything else? No. No. I All love right, it. Yeah. I loved it too, and I can't. <sighs> I want to give this a 10, but then it's give a, it a 9.5 because I just, I don't Why? know. I just think that, so, so, I don't think I could sit through the whole thing all the time, if that makes sense. 9.5. Okay, that's fine. It's It could be a 10 in certain times, but it's as close to a 10 as possible. Well, I'm giving it a 10 out of 10. All right. Eight. All right. Good job. All rocket, right. Rocket ship. I'm, I'm. Now I'm, you can I'm blast a, off. I'm impressed, Eddie. Wow. Like you, I mean, I didn't this, make this. This was like this was like a, a wonderful, wonderful surprise. Wow. Loved it. All right, hang on. We'll be back. Okay, so the album I have picked for this episode is "Amo" by Bring Me the Horizon, and it was released in 2019, January of 2019. So, Bring Me the Horizon, they're a four-piece British rock band from Sheffield, England. And it's it's like really hard for me to know where to even start when it comes to Ring of the Horizon. So I'm just Might gonna well start at the beginning. I'm just gonna kick it back <laughs> to the beginning boys. So I was let's born. let's uh, rewind to late two thousand nine. I'm I'm gonna say <laughs> I'm gonna say it was probably early two thousand ten. 
this, so I went on a string of, I went to Warped Tour nine years in a row. The first year I ever went was 2010. And the glory days. I remember we had all planned to go. We all got our tickets. That's and this the year was, Inception came out. And this, we had all planned Joseph to, We had all planned to go, and we did go. We did go, and it was great. Um, so I had bought my ticket, and you know I knew about some of the bands, but I was just really excited to go to Warp Tour. So I spent months and months looking at the lineup and listening um, to all the bands that were playing. And I remember I found Bring Me the Horizon, and this was the first time I had ever really heard screaming music in my life number one i hated it hated it number two i was just really kind of mesmerized by it i i couldn't like fathom that it was real and for some reason i was just so fixated on it even though the sound made me so very uncomfortable and as time went by i just kept listening and listening and i was just i was i was fascinated and i started to love it as well as everything else about this band, um, Warped Warped Tour 2010. Um, my two top bands that I wanted to see at Warped Tour 2010 were Bring Me the Horizon and Four Years Strong. And I had my fingers crossed in the lead up to that day that they would not be playing at the same time. And uh-huh. I didn't know how I was going to make that decision of who to see. And they were playing at the same time. They were both pretty much closing Warp Tour. Don't you hate uh, when that happens? How did that make you Bring feel? Me the Horizon closed the main stage and Four Year Strong closed whatever the monster stage was called at, at that time. And that's where I was, um, baby, and I, lived, so, I was living it up. Well, yeah, we parted ways. I decided to go see Bring Me the Horizon. We never saw each other again. Uh, I decided to go you see... You met Bring- up on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I saw Bring Me uh, close Warp Tour. Bring Me. And um, I had never really seen a band like that. Do like people call them bring me? I don't know, maybe. It's just it's easier to say than bring me the horizon or BMTH. But uh but yeah. So I remember I was I was so, I was kind of scared, but I was like really really excited. Um because I don't know, they were kind of scary back in 2010. And in the crowd like what they did to the crowds was a little bit of terror was a little bit terrifying because they were one of those like wall of death just go nuts type type bands. It was it was a scary atmosphere and I'd never been to Warped Tour before and I was a little Little kid, little teenager, and a little uh, baby boy. I remember me and my other friend. We got little we, baby we got baby. all the way up to barricade, and I remember the moments waiting for him to come on. Who's your friend? His name was Andrew. All is right. Andrew? I almost said R.I.P. He's not dead. He's I don't not know dead. Why I did that. But I just remember waiting for <laughs> the them wall to come of death on. hit him. <laughs> That's right. I remember waiting for them to come on, and just the atmosphere, um, and it was I was I was terrified. I remember looking up, and I saw like beer bottles flying through the air, and I was just. Well, you know, at I was, that I was, same, I was really scared. At that same warp tour, you know, if anyone's ever been, to, I, I'm sure it's not just warp tour. I'm sure it's any gathering or music festival because it's happened to me outside of warp tour. But it was the most prevalent there. In the parking lot, there were all these people like Harry Krishnas that would like. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? That never ended. That was still happening in 20. Well, I'm saying. Well, yeah, I'm, I know. What I'm saying is that's not warp tour exclusive. It happens everywhere because it happened to me in Denver, but. There are, there's, there are these Harry Krishnas who are all like, seem to be suburban white boys somehow, who would like say, they would give you a book and be like, hey, you can read these books. And you'd be like, oh, thank you. And they'd say, do you have a donation? And you'd say, no. Oh. And they would take, they would the take all the books Dude, back. that happened to me all the time in downtown <laughs> Pittsburgh. So One time I was walking. Hold on, you're going to sidebar my sidebar? No, go ahead. No, go ahead. Do it. I was walking in downtown at school once and like some guy was like, 
Hey, do you want this CD? I'm a local rapper. Do you want to support uh, local that music? To me in and LA. I was like, oh yeah, sure. And then he get, I took it, and he was like, he looked at me, and I was like, oh, I don't have any money. He's like, you might have to edit this out. He's like, shit. And he grabbed it back <laughs> and stormed off. That happened to me in LA. Shit. Same thing. So anyway, they would always get. There were big hardcover books. Mm-hmm. What the hell are people at Warped Tour? You can't. You can. You can't have anything on you. At Warped Tour. Well, they did How did the they par- get they, the books well, in? Well, they did it in the parking lot so you could put it in your car. Yeah. Oh. Well, somehow... A lot of times they'd be waiting at your door for you to get out of your car. Yeah. Oh, they were They were they roam through they, the parking they, lot. They were, they were hawks. They and knew so, this is the place that your souls needed to be saved. And so, I think it was for Motion City Soundtrack. It was Ooh. before the con- it was before they actually came on stage. And I remember just standing there and I looked up and I saw one of those books hurtling through the sky... In my direction, but it, like it wasn't coming right at me, <laughs> and I saw the corner of it hit some dude right in the cheek. Oh God! And he picked it. He wasn't hurt, and he picked it up, just baffled that someone would have thrown this heavy ass hardcover Harry Krishna book into the cover of into the crowd of the Motion City oh, soundtrack. Man. Here you are telling the story. Was he mad? He picked it up and he was like, who the hell throws a book? And then he started reading it and he's like, well, he, oh, he, he, this he, guy's got some good it. ideas. I mean, if I got hit in the head with a book, I probably would have take it, saved it too. Hey, can you sign my book? BMTH? Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's, that's Warped Tour for you. But, hey, bring me. Sign my book. But deciding to see them, I mean, I love Four Years Strong. I've seen them live multiple times, but deci- deciding to see them was was awesome. I, they came on, the lead singer, uh, Ollie, he came right into the crowd that's how they started. He came into the crowd. The crowd lifted him up, and they just started going. And I was like wow. on cloud nine, going crazy, literally screaming um, every single word, every single song. And uh, that's how you know a real fan. And I could not talk for like the next day. Um, but yeah, that was a great decision. Um, so that brings us to 2011. Well, <laughs> so so bring me the rise. Fast forward to 2020. Yeah, bring me the rise. started way back in 2004. They and they sounded nothing. Nothing like they do now. Uh, they became they began as like a deathcore metal band. They're pretty much the kings of that scene for a good while. But I've <coughs> I've loved them ever since I discovered them. I've loved them through every phase of the band. I've enjoyed everything they've released. Uh, one of the reasons I feel like they've stayed relevant throughout the years is due to their slow but like precise evolution of the sound. And I feel like a lot of like big bands like Fall Out Boy is a good example. I feel like when a lot of bands do that, like drastically change their sound, they suck. They, one, they suck, and two, they they lose they lose a lot of fans, and people call them sellouts. Mm, I don't know, dude. Well, but they get different I don't fans, know. but they you, lose the, the we, loyal fans. We them. went to Alex and I were huge Fall Out Boy fans. But that was in the before they really shifted, man. That you were was Fall Out Boy they, boys. They, they were. That was. That was like 2014, that, 2015. Okay, but that was Save Rock and Roll. That was a shift, but that wasn't like now. It's like it's shifted. What I'm that. saying is. When we went to see them in St. Augustine, it was like 2015, and none of the people that were there, except for us and like a few other people, were there for like Sugar We're Going Down and all the mid 2000s. No one knew Saturday. Yeah, and they closed with Saturday. They always do. I'm sure they still do. And all the all the people are like, "What the hell is this? This isn't a song off of rock and roll that I can definitely remember right now." Yeah, I was gonna say Uma Thurman. That's more recent. Light him but, up, 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 up. Yeah, there we go. There we go. That's one. That's one. I, I feel like that uh, Bring Me the Horizon is praised more than revered for their evolution. I think they executed it perfectly. It, it's been beautiful to watch. 
Like I said, they started up first album. They were like a heavy deathcore, grindcore, summoning demons type band. Um, second album was more of the same, but they started introducing some electronical electronic elements. The lead singer, he he started doing more of like a shouting, screaming, singing voice rather than straight growling like a demon. Uh, third album, it was that's when it was apparent that they were making brilliant music. One of their best records uh, started to introduce some more like anthemic type sounds and. Fourth album is their masterpiece. It's their magnum opus. It was Simp Eternal. Um, fifth album started to introduce some arena rock, radio rock type elements. Now we're at Amo, where they started to introduce some like industrial electronic elements as well as some like very pop heavy tracks. Um, I, I, so we're talking about Amo now. We're talking about Amo now. We're we're here. We're Amo. So <laughs> well, you just got to keep a court. You got to keep timing. So yeah. No, we're on. Uh, Amo was actually nominated uh, at the 2020 Grammys for Best Rock Album of the Year. Um, they've turned into one of the biggest bands in rock music today. They've been at the top of the rock charts. Pretty much everything they've released over the last two albums. When Amo was released, I was instantly hooked. Um, I just really love this thing. I, I think it has something for everybody. It's got like some pretty atmospheric, vibey tracks, a lot of cool electronic moments, some super heavy riffs. Uh, and there's also some like epic musical parts where they have like strings and orchestra and stuff like that and then just some some pop bops and we've talked we've talked a little bit about like seasonal albums this is my winter album because it came out in like january of 2019 where it was like cold and gloomy and when i listen to this i feel like i need to be driving through the snow it needs to be dark it needs to be eerie um it gives me that vibe this is my winter album and wow. the features one of the last things i wanted to say before you guys go the features on this are, are like crazy. Where are we going? And they're super unpredictable. You and I are going home. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The features are, are total left field for a band like Bring Me the Horizon because you've got, you've got Grimes, for one. And then you have uh, Danny Filth from Cradle of Filth. Who knew he was still alive? And then... Uh, I, don't I don't know who that is. And then Rozelle. We all know Danny Filth. I know yeah, Danny Phantom. Friend of the pod. Same guy. Oh, okay. But then on heavy metal, they have Rozelle, who's just like a random like British rapper. He's from some group from the '90s. Uh, it's just it's kind of bizarre. Ninety-eight but, degrees. Yeah, but my only my only only qualms with this record would be Madison and Mother Tongue. I'm not a, not a huge fan of those. Um, a bit too poppy, and you know I say I'm not a lyrics guy, but the lyrics on those are really bad. Um, but I still would say this is my favorite record of 2019. I love it, uh, and I I love Bring Me the Horizon. And uh, who's up? Me. <laughs> me. Who's me? I have some things to say. Cool. That's um, what the point of a podcast is, Johnny. Who's this character? I don't know, Margo. I've it's never, Christmas. Oh, okay. Okay, go ahead. I've <laughs> never liked Bring Me the Horizon. I've always... I'm, I'm ex- When I talk about this, I'm excluding this album. Just FYI. Gotcha. I always <laughs> thought they sucked ass... I I hate I mean this is coming from somebody who in high school I was also into not the same exact scene as you but I liked Inter Shikari right and some of that hot topic core metal core stuff but but not not as deep into it not as deep yeah. into it and not as deep into the actual I mean these guys were they were the hot topics yeah like, well you all they, they were the kings you, but you were also into like Devil Wears Prada and stuff and yeah. all that stuff to me yeah. I've I've always hated mm-hmm. um I, I don't like super edgy things. Mm-hmm. Oh, they they were they and were they, they were, were like kings of the edge. They were cringily edgy. If, if you look up their lyrics from their like deathcore out deathcore stuff, man, the lyric the lyrics 
You would not like them. I know. It's probably like <laughs> Cannibal Corpse. It's stupid. No, it's not like that. It's not like that. It's, it's more like, like like dumb teenager stuff. Well, that's what I think. But can't handle Cannibal Corpse is too. But uh, <laughs> oh yeah, I yeah, it's dumb teenager stuff, and it's just. But it's not about like dead fetuses and stuff like that. Well, okay, well that's a different kind of veggie teenager, I guess. Well, anyway, it's more like I I hate you. I'm gonna slit your throat. It's more. That's so stupid. <laughs> Who like what are we doing here? Are they a bunch of theater kids? Hey, they grew. They grew. They grew from that. They grew up. Well, let's get to this. Okay, Amo. You had played me several times, and I've heard it in your car, Nihilus Blues, which mm-hmm. is the song featuring Class Trader Grimes. And I <clears throat> like that song. I still like that song. It's probably my favorite song on the album. Cool. I really enjoy it. Um, here's my issue, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to make the set. Well, first of all, it's too long. Too long. It's almost an hour long, and yeah, it is pretty long. You know, when it's sometimes when it, it's time to pack it home. Yeah, uh, especially it's, if it's not something you're typically into. Yeah, yeah. It's it was easy for me. You gave me the vinyl, and the issue with me for a while was I just strictly listened to it on vinyl, so it all kind of blended together. Mm. So I'm just now getting it sorted, like which tracks are which. But I don't want to sound like an elitist. Maybe I will, maybe I won't when I say this. I feel like even now, these guys are still trying really hard to, to be cool a little be bit. Be cool. Hey, fellow kids. I don't disagree with you. And I... And I don't I, disagree. They're still partly like, all right, guys, stop. Just... I mean, how old are these guys? 50? Mm, they're probably just a little bit older than me and John Mark. They're, wow. They're, the band's been around for 16 years. Yeah, but they were like kids... They were six years old. Well, <laughs> kids Bob! <laughs> they were kids, kids Bob, bring me the horizon. Kids Bob, me the horizon. Alright, well, we're gonna. Uh, hey, let's vamp a little bit so we so Alex can look up the ages of Bring Me the Horizon. Oh, okay. Oh, do you Bring Me the Horizon bit? Alright, okay, I, okay. I was gonna do it when Oliver I Sykes, this. lead singer, he's he's 34. So okay. they're a bit older. Yeah, so, so what, 32, 31, when he was writing these songs. Yeah, I mean. Listen, I don't need a Cradle of Filth feature in 2019. I love it. Wonderful Life's probably my favorite track. Stop. Oh. And so, like, there are songs I like. I like Nihilist Blues. I like Why You Gotta Kick Me When I'm Down. Mm -hmm. I like Heavy Metal. But a lot of this time, I thought it was, even if it wasn't bad, I thought it was kind of boring in middle of the road and, and just kind of, eh. Did you catch during this album that they are they were trying to really prove to the listeners and to their fans that they have changed? It's like, look at me. We sound different and we're still good and screw you. In a little bit, yeah. yeah. And it's just like And I get that, totally. I know, but just make the music you want to make. Yeah. You don't have to do all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think the production on this thing is like impeccable. Oh, listen. All the things I just said it has nothing to do with the way the music sounds. Mm-hmm. The music sounds fine. This is the best sounding Bring it's Me not, Horizon album. It's not bad music. It's just, to me, I, I just feel like, what are you guys doing? Ollie, well, Ollie Sykes, what do you have to prove? You got nominated for a Grammy. Oliver Sykes. That, and that, that, that's, you have all these people that's crazy to that me. have loved you for over a decade. Like, you don't need to... They know. It. You've, you've proved yourself. You don't need to act like the cool guy anymore. Yeah. You know, Just make the music you want to make and, and, and write the lyrics you want to write. You don't have to be like... Look at me now, Dad. Maybe that's it. Is that what he's... Oh, his dad. I don't know. His dad actually used to come on stage and scream with him. Wow. So anyway, um, it wasn't as as bad as I thought it was going to be. Oh. 
But, you know, I, going into it, the only thing I knew was Nihilus Blues. So it was simultaneously not as bad as I thought it was, uh, not as bad as I thought it would be, and right on par with where I thought it would be. So, um, I'm glad you picked this one instead of the one with the woman with the guts coming out of her. On to Ed. On to Ed. Squire, bring me the horizon. Yes, sir. Please. Thank you, Squire. Right to us, sir. Thank you. <laughs> All right, what do you think about the four lovable ads from Sheffield, England? Well, I have to say. All right. Speaking of the four lovable ads from Liverpool, uh, are these? There's an. Is there not a U2 album called No Line on the Horizon? There is. Ooh, it looks like they're brothers and bands. Funny you should ask. When are we going to get that, the, the crossover I've been waiting for? Funny you should answer. Yeah, the, the Bono and Oliver. What's this? Oh my god, is this the greatest wrestling match in all my days? It is. Man, how am I supposed to focus on the pod? We'll have to take an intermission. All right. See you guys in an hour. Just kidding. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. The only thing I know about Bring Me the Horizon, I, I don't, as we've established before on this podcast, is that I don't really like this kind of screamed vocals and everything, or, you know, the screamed vocals that were once associated. It didn't, it didn't really exist on this album. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, but the only thing I know about Bring Me the Horizon is that one song that Alex always played. And that's like a really, that's a really, that's a really deep cut too. Like, is it? It's not I, a song that people, football uh, season is a, yeah, football season. or something like I, that. I mean, I think that's a funny title for that song. Yeah. It was like, I can kind of get into that stuff, but I mean, I wouldn't like it, but like listening to it, I'm like, yeah, when, metal. So back, back in 2010, they would close with the football season song and they would bring oh. like 10 people on stage with them from other bands and oh, that's cool. it, they were just goofing off oh. and it was fun. I'm sure yeah. they seem like good guys. Yeah. Well, you know what I wanted to say real quick? I'm sorry, Eddie. Go ahead, I meant to say this about, I meant to say this about Bring Me, Bring Me, real fans call oh, yeah, me Bring Me. I meant to say this about Bring Me and Rocket Ship. Um... If I had found these bands, well, for Bring Me the Horizons case, if I had found this album in high school, which would be impossible, but if that album came out when I was in high school, or if I had found out about Rocketship in high school, they would probably be stalwarts of my childhood and teenage oh, adolescent years. I wish I did know. But, you know, you, you could travel back in time and give your past self this album, and then you'd... But what if in doing that I accidentally give myself Foxy Shazam? Oh no! All right, so you knew about football season, is yeah? Hey, uh, settle down. No, it's okay. I want to talk about ammo. So, uh, and anyway, so uh, I and Alex told us last week, I think on Pod, or you know, uh, that this was like a different sound to what we were expect. You're like, yeah, because you both grow. What you're thinking? So yeah, and I was like, okay, and I listened to the first song. Uh, what, I apologize if you feel something. Is that it? And I was like, oh, if we only had the track list. That's an interesting. I love how it starts. Yeah, that's kind of cool. I thought that was neat. So yeah, and I like, it's kind of like, I guess it still kind of falls into some of the metalcore stuff with like the trap beat or like, there's, is that what that's called? Trap beats? Yeah, yeah. There's there's some trap like, beats. There's some metalcore. <laughs> yeah. They, they, they kind of hop around. It's kind of interesting. I, I, I would never. Oh, it's definitely interesting. I was never really bored with this album. Like, so that's like, even like, you know, some of the later tracks i didn't get bored of so that's a good sign like I, it always like had something new no so, last track was pretty like epic yeah it's kind of cool what was the name of that one um the horizon maybe no it was, i don't know what uh, to say i don't know what to say yeah yeah that was kind of cool so uh and then there was like some more rocky songs like i really liked heavy metal yeah. <laughs> and that song is it's like good. talking to some fan it's like it's not heavy metal and yeah, like, you're saying like there's a kid in the back yeah, wearing a patagonia telling him that uh-huh. They're not metal. I could feel, you know, I feel what these guys mean. Like, it might be kind of hard because everyone's going to get mad at you. Yeah, and I'm sure they get to, I'm sure, out. 
I say people, you know, still praise them for the evolution, but they they definitely have yeah. people trashing them. I mean, I okay, can't imagine okay, having okay, getting I stuck that, in that. But the moment, and there are bands that I like that have done this too. But the moment you acknowledge those people and like make a mm-hmm. song directed at them. It's it, it makes it so clear that you're butt hurt by it, and like just ignore it. But at least they're not on Twitter arguing with these people. Oh, at least they're not the guy from Trapped. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, they're not pieces of garbage. Garbage. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. So it, it's like kind of cool. I didn't. I and like, I I can't really uh, say that I would listen again. I guess maybe I'd, I I I wouldn't mind hearing some of these more often. It's kind of nice. So. How did you feel about like? Because you're not really into this style of rock, but how did you feel about like the heavy? I know you said you liked heavy metal, but I was really interested to hear what you thought of like Mantra and uh, oh, yeah. Wonderful Life, because those are probably their their heavier songs. Yeah, well, those are kind of cool. I thought that like it's nice to hear like new takes on like guitar stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like it's like not like the heavy stuff, but they like blend it in with other things, and that makes it really unique and cool. Yeah. So I like that actually. It's kind of like it's like I don't know like what that is but it's neat <laughs> so like it's it's nice to hear bands that are taking rock in new directions if that makes sense new directions new direction yeah. it, it's it's so crazy to me that this band like if you would have told me in 2010 that this band would be nominated for a grammy and would be on the radio i would You'd say, say well, hey, like, what? hey I would you say, in, in what adult universe, i'm like, only 16 stop talking how'd to you me? get in my house in what universe well like, when do you know what their concerts are like now like, they're like big giant arena shows but do they they're do huge, like huge. old songs and new songs so so they don't really do the old songs anymore because oh, one of the, the guy, main one of the main reasons that they shifted is he <laughs> he blew his vocal cords he yeah. blew them out but on the amo tour <clears throat> like towards the end of the set he would do like a medley of all of the old stuff where he's just like screaming and going just a lot of it it would be it was like a 10 Oliver. minute like a 10 minute 10 minute medley of them kind of going through all that stuff and it was kind of a fan favorite That's part of fun. the set but no they don't they don't play they they would never play a full like Deathcore song anymore. I just don't think Ollie can do it. Yeah, that's. I mean, it, it could be cool if he was like, if he made him like a nice little barbershop quartet songs. Yeah, they don't do that. We get the bit. We saw <laughs> Max Bemis do an acoustic version of Baby I Got Your Money by Old Dirty Bastard, so anything's possible. Anything's possible, yeah. for sure. So, anyway, uh, I also like Sugar Honey Iced Tea. Yeah. I like that song. That was good. Yeah, I liked it too. Uh, yeah, so I, yeah, it's an interesting listen. I will give it. A good oh. review. Okay. What? I thought you were going to score it. All right, Alex. What did you think of AMO? I'm going to settle on a 9 out of 10 on this album. 9 out of 10. I'm going to give it a 6.5. Yeah, I'll give it a, I'll get it up to a 7. Because it was... I, I'll right. not, like... It's not heavy metal keeps playing in my song... In my head. I like that song. So... All right. Yeah. Well, cool. Yeah. Glad you guys enjoyed the listen. So, uh... We got another seg coming up here, so hold your horses. 
Hey guys, this is Eddie Trezino from the podcast Fresh Ears. I just want to tell you that I actually have another podcast with my girlfriend, Casey Houlihan, who we have here in the studio with us. Yeah, I made a special trip in just for this ad break. Yeah. Um, so the it's pod- called In Case You Missed It. Yeah. Af- yeah. And uh, it's, uh, do you want to explain what it's about? Sure, I'll explain it. Uh, so basically, uh, I'm a big pop culture fan. I love keeping up on like new music and movies and TV shows and podcasts. So we just talk about what we've been listening to, watching or reading that week, and just have a good old grand old time. Mm -hmm. Uh, We come out about once a week and you can check us out on Spotify, Apple, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Yes, and if you uh, like the recommendations I give on Fresh Ears, maybe you'll like what we say on this In Case You Missed It. Yeah, check it out. Download it today. Hey guys, uh, special Fresh Ears unfortunate announcement here, um, but it's not too unfortunate, it's not too sad, but so as we told you in the first intro segment that we, you know, had some technical issues, I had some technical issues um, recording the intro, of course we, we re-recorded the intro, I also ran into another issue where I forgot to save John Mark's review of A Light by Kishibashi. So, yeah, sorry about that. You should still go listen to the album. It's really great. We all three loved it. Um, We really liked it. I think we all gave it somewhere between a 7 and a 10. Actually, I think it was somewhere between an 8 and a 10, all three of us. So, I messed up. It's my fault. It won't happen again. But, you know, still go listen to that album. It's really, really good. And, uh, yeah, stay tuned for what's next. I'm sorry, and thank you for your support. Uh, Live on Saturday night. Live on Saturday night. That's what they say. Welcome back, everybody, to Fresh Ears. We have a couple more segments left for you. So stick around or not. Who cares? Eddie, sit up. It's time for the game. The The great game where Eddie picks out some reviews for Alex and I. And we got to figure out which album that the reviewers are reviewing. Alex and I have tied two weeks in a row. So let's see if it happens this time. I don't have that many reviews this time. I have a prediction. I have a prediction. I'm going to lose. There's six reviews. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, here we go. Round one. For a review from RateYourMusic.com. A review by Soft Pyramids. Hmm. Uh, often rich, colorful, and characteristic record. Top-notch instrumental. When it, when it the most fun, it still makes the listener impressed what around the, the next corner. Some Ooh. bits are of Montreal at their most fun moments. Uh, other would be Andrew Bird, but more talented and less pretentious. That has okay. to be Kishibashi. It's light. Yep, it is. If You, you can't mention of Montreal and Andrew Bird. Who, by the way, is in season four of Fargo uh, as a man in an interracial marriage. All right. So check it out. All right, one to one. Oh, crap. I had a really good review. Where is it? Why do you have them all spread across the, your whole gallery? I don't. Just throughout the throughout two weeks, Alex, if you didn't know this. No, this, these are... I did these all today. I did these all And they're all in different places. No, these are all today. This is all today. So don't say that ever again. I'll get you. All right. Review number two from Train Called Thomas. And it's the Thomas the Tank Engine with the troll face. It's a profile oh, picture. Great. Cool. Four stars. Really great for self-loathing. 
<laughs> this is uh, rocket, rocket ship. ship. Yeah, it's rocket ship. Yeah, it is. Man, this game isn't very challenging. I'm sorry. All right. Was just kind of, uh, review from on Rate Your Music. Reduxed. Was just kind of meh. Not god-awful, nor impactful enough for me to form any deep opinion on it. It keeps a rather consistent level, unfortunately. Or, unfortunately, that level is one of mediocrity. Maybe a revisit sometime in the future will change my mind, but I doubt so. Let's say that's ammo. Let's say it's rocket ship. It was ammo! Mm. All right. So it's three John Mark, two Alex. <laughs> All right, this what one. What are you laughing at? I, this review, I'm reading it. All right, round four from Melomano Cinephilo. Ooh, Ooh Cinephile. Another nauseating example of a terrible tendency. What? I don't know what's. Okay, this. Okay, I don't know what's the matter with all those edgy 2000s rock bands that all of a sudden are making a comeback by switching. Hold on a second. Genre. Well, you just revealed. Well, it. what could this be? Yeah, okay, that one wasn't very hard. You should have ended after the first line. Obviously, it's a rocket ship. It's bringing the horizon. Uh -huh. Okay. Um, round five. Maybe we should think of a new game. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I it's... think these would be fun for you to read during the the segments. I like. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of. I like to look through them because they're very fun. I think you should still find two or three from each album and read them during the segment. Okay. What do you think, Al? Well, I got two more, so just people, play this. People can't hear a head nod. Well, there's a there's two more, so just pay attention. Uh, from, from a guy named Flicked. Very original electronic pop folk music with great and addictive melodies. Which could that be? That's Eddie's favorite album, Light by Kishibashi. Yeah. It is Kishibashi. Good job. So it's four to three. Or, or, yeah. <laughs> four to th yeah, four to three. All right, here we go. This album will infect your thought process. Okay, uh, on Rate Your Music, Fossil Frolic. This album will infect your thought processes. If you're in a math class and working on a really difficult equation or something, that you can't seem to remember the quadratic equation because every time you think plus minus B, you start singing, what do you think? I'm serious, this is a great album, but watch out. Don't think I haven't warned you. Rocket ship. Oh, Didn't you just say that? No, I guess you I'm going to go with Green Horizon. It's rocket ship. He tied once again. Mm. I, thought, I cannot imagine doing homework to that. Album. I don't know why this guy wrote about. I dude, you get some funny reviews on Rate Your Music, like Quadratic why formula. Why equals mx plus b? Don't forget, kids. All right, so maybe y we. Why equals mxpx? Mxpx. Uh, maybe that'll be the last round of that game, but who knows? So we tied I, I enjoy. We yeah, tied again. You did. So you guys, you guys are evenly matched. <laughs> you guys are evenly matched. There's no winning. You guys are a perfect couple. <laughs> Thank you. So anyway, maybe that game won't make a comeback, but maybe I'll think of another good seg. All right. So um, now it's time for our fan question. All right, fan, bring it on. <laughs> Remember when Brad dressed as a ceiling fan from at the that Halloween show a couple two years or last year? All right, we have questions that you send us, even though none of, none of you ever have. We have to keep asking. That's not true. That's not true. Robert H sent us one. And Casey H. Ooh, they the, H, the H twins. <laughs> um, if you have a question you want to send us, do it at fresh. Ears podcast at gmail.com or 
How about this? Use Send us one of those little tweets. Slide in the DMs. Slide into those DMs, baby. You look like Oliver Tree. I know, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this question is from Bradwa D. Mm. And Bradwa writes, What's an immediate turnoff for you in a record or artist? And since I have been stewing over this since uh, they sent it to me, I will say, for me, it's something that's been exemplified in two of Alex's albums so far. And it's when you have perfectly good or bad, whatever, whatever quality of the rock music it is, and then you just have a random DJ sound over top of it. Like a quick, 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 quick. I can't stand that. It's never made any song good. I don't know why they do it. It sucks. That's a big turn off. I mean, it's primarily a late 90s, early 2000s new metal thing. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's a turn off. Hmm. What you got, Eddie? I, I don't know. I guess, like, if we're talking about strictly the music, when you hear a song, if it's... Uh, yep, that's what we're talking about. Well, I don't know if you're talking about an artist. Like, if they're... No, big, no, no, big no, no, no. We're not talking about the, the people themselves. All right, that's what I'm saying. No, sorry. So that establishes that fact. Uh, yeah, uh, for me, I guess, like, it's kind of, I don't really mind that as much. I think it's kind of funny. But, uh, I guess it, like, I'm not a big fan of, like, really, like, heavy down-tuned guitars and screamed vocals. But I, I can get into it sometimes. Oh, I know what I can't, what's You got into it for Slipknot. Yeah, that's, okay, take, I take that back. That's not true because I do like some metal stuff. I take that back. If I hear anybody ever say... I drove my tractor. If I hear any southern drawl and starts of a twangy guitar, listen, I I think I, I might throw up. I any time. I don't like country music. I don't have the aversion to it that, that Eddie does. I have a physical. Reaction. But like, you know, I've been I've been on TikTok recently, and there is a country side of TikTok, and there's yeah, ye- so much horrible, horrible country music. It's Why would anyone? There's a song that's like riding into town on my big old tractor. Gotta see if I can go any faster. Chug a lug lug. It's like, ooh, that sounds. Who good. would ever listen to that? But is it a joke? No. No. Any of that, and I know you like some of it, but you like Florida Georgia Line, and that's the most creatively bankrupt music. Well, I don't really like them. I, I like them. That's I, I like their first album, and it's linked to a moment. Like, I, I don't listen to... Was it to when it. he crossed into Florida from Georgia? Was he was rappelled down the, the highway No, it was seeing them for free outside of Hines Field on the 4th of July in, like, <laughs> okay. 2013, and it was a really fun wow. day. They've been around that long? That's when they first became a thing, pretty much. That's why it was a free concert. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh... A freak concert. Yeah. That's a tough one for me, because I can't, I can't think of anything off the top of my head that has to do with the music. I guess there's some some elements of like seventies like modern rock that I just don't like the sound of. Like one of the main reasons, like the Beatles. Like I know the Beatles are legendary, but it's just something about the sound of that music. I just don't. Connect well, which with. era of the Beatles? I mean, Beatles All are sixties. That's weird. I guess because late 60s, they because early they have 70s. a bunch of different. Another one would be like Eagles and. I'm not a big fan of Eagles. That desert, like that that country. A lot of that, like yacht rock type stuff. 
And uh, and I, don't like think, I, I don't think, I don't think, think the, the Beatles, Beatles, Beatles or the Eagles Yacht Rock. I think Eagles yeah. would classify as Yacht Rock. Mm. Because I didn't like Steely Dan. I didn't like Steely Dan when I first played it. And, and now, Pe- Peg was what really got me. I mean, I love that album because of Peg. Mm-hmm. But like a lot of that, just the sound of that stuff, I, it just doesn't clue with me. But man, I, if we're talking yeah. about the artist like as a whole, like I can't stand when artists are just like, argumentative and confrontational on social media <laughs> yeah I, mean, I hate it i mean it's just i like, love it <laughs> i mean it's good entertainment that's like social media is like the best and worst thing that ever happened yeah oh it's the worst totally. i don't think anyone would argue it's the best no i think it i think i disagree with that completely i think having a generation generations like ours and younger that can have instant connection to other people around the world and open our minds to more things. That's great. Yeah, I guess. But it also gives everybody a platform, and some of those people are like the guy from Trapped. Okay, so I so you know, I twice. All right, all right so hit me. Here's a, my number one. Did you I, say hit you? I like a lot of hip hop and I like a lot of R and B, but this was like really prevalent. I want to say late two thousands, early twenty tens R and B artists would make songs that were just kind of like slow nothing was interesting about them but people loved them because they were just about sex could you give an example versace on the floor by bruno mars and like pretty much and pretty much like every uh well i can't say every like like trey songs song like it'd be different if the music was interesting but it's just like generic r&b that it's just about sex and it that i is all isn't all r&b about sex a lot of it is but I don't know. I've never had it. I don't know. You've never had R&B for breakfast? I, I'm sure some of the listeners can can get what I'm saying, but yeah. Like for, for hey, if you my... get what Alex is saying, tweet at us. Yes, please. Yeah, send us a poke, Facebook poke. Oh. Yeah, poke us on Facebook. Hey, that was a good question. All right. Thank you, Brad Wall. Thank you, Brad Wall. Has Brad Wall never sent us a question before? Uh, I feel like they have had to, but... I think to, too, but uh, I can't remember now. Who knows? Anyway, it's time for our final... It's not really a segment. Kind of more of a teaser. But we have uh, one more episode that we can squeeze into 2020, uh, the, our favorite year ever, the best year ever. Uh, and we're going to, uh, it's going to be a 2020 episode. We're all going to pick albums from the year of our Lord, 2020. So we're going to start with Eddie Trezino. What is your 2020 album? By no surprise to anybody who knows me, it is, uh, hang on, what's the name of it? Oh my God. <laughs> You must love it. I gotta listen. I gotta remember the time. Okay, it's the band, the Homeless Gospel Choir, and the album is "This Land Is Your Landfill." <laughs> so that's okay. It's no surprise to anybody. No surprise to anybody that knows Eddie. I've lived with Eddie for two years, over two years. I have never heard him talk about that band ever. I mean, it's a 2020 album. This is Rumi? the end of 2020, Rumi, and you've never talked about them. Yeah, what do I... I don't talk about everything. Have you listened to the album, or is it a band that you like that you... No, I listened to it, yeah. What's the name again, the, the album Home, and the band? The Homeless Gospel Choir is the band, and the name is This Land is Your Landfill. All right. Oh, God. All right, Alex. Okay, so... Oh, the vinyl reveal. We all love it. Oh, no, we he's got... It. He's taking some out of his bag. In Sickness oh, and in God. Flames hmm. by the Front Bottom. Well... You know what? I was going to make it real easy on you guys. And I was going to give you the Oliver Tree record that came out this year. Mm. But I'm not going to do that now. Oh, no. Now that I have to listen to In Sickness and In Flames more and whatever hobo band Eddie just picked. Oh, that's... I think hobo is like a slur now. Do you think... What did you... What is it called? The Homeless Gospel Choir. Okay, sorry. I pick 
the best album of 2020, Mouth Dreams by Neil Cicerigo. Ugh. Okay, another album that's not going to be on Spotify. Nope. All right, right. well, I guess we're off to a great start for next episode. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait. I'm going to listen right now. I was going to pick if if we... I shouldn't have jumped the gun on King Giz because I would have picked their new album. Why didn't you? Because we just talked about them last episode. You can pick the same band. Well, I'm not going to do it so close together. Oh. So... Oh. It is what it is. Anyway, we got a bunch of music. Go listen to it. Mine's a stupid comedy mashup album. And Eddie's, who knows what that is. Uh, so stick around, listen to it, and give us all the love and support you got. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Hashtag fresh ears. Fresh ears. Hashtag ears fresh. Ears all right. Fresh. Have all right. a good day, my friend, See listening you next to this. Time.